Hi, and welcome to another episode of Crit Seekers. I'm your world weaver, Mason. And I'm Danny. I'm Nix. I'm Russell. I'm Seven. I'm Randall. And Tail. I'm Katrina, and I play Nimue. All right. So, last time, in our last episode, the party had ventured their way into the body of the behemoth, a old um, corpse of a long-dead titan that seemed to house a workshop to an ancient mage, um, some, some old archmage that had been lost to time. They'd been gone in searching for a, another wizard named Bartholomew Whitehand, who they were looking to locate and use his skills to hopefully transport DeWitt to the Feywilds, where he was looking for a medicinal plant to help his people from some long prophesized disease that was coming for them. Um, the party had gone through a bunch of trials within this body of the behemoth and eventually located Bartholomew in the workshop. Uh, Bartholomew had been frozen in stone and after a little bit of messing around, you guys had uh, cured this condition and adventure, adventure kind of explored through the workshop a little bit with him before locating a teleportation circle that brought you back to his tower in Midcross. Um, there, you guys spent one last evening with DeWitt as it had been learned that Bartholomew could only send one person through this uh, portal to the Feywild that he knew how to activate within his tower. And after your night of reverie in Midcross, you all made your way back to his tower and into the uh, conservatory within to where he opened up this portal. You said your goodbyes to DeWitt and DeWitt stepped through. Um, the next morning, after a lot of you had hard, hard nights of maybe not a lot of sleep, you had woken up and went to make your way back into Midcross, where outside you ran into a merchant that you had crossed paths with um, on your way to the Giant Spine Mountain Range where the body of the behemoth was located. Um, this merchant got off of his cart and approached Nimue and could see that she was distressed. And upon putting a hand on her shoulder, they both seemed to simultaneously blink out of existence as a fireball erupted where they once stood. So, I need everybody but Nimue to roll me a dexterity saving throw, please. <laughs> oh, by the way, I was just thinking about this. Is there no saving throw for not being um, magically kidnapped or anything? Or does it just... Not for this, because you willingly accepted the stone that was given to you, which was part of why this what successfully worked. dumb bitch. Oh, wait. Six. <laughs> oh, he did tell me that it would protect me. He did. And it did. Yeah, from yeah. himself. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's an 11 for me. But you have evasion. Yep. So it'll be fine, but I'm still going to take half damage. I don't. I got 18. And 18. So seven is the only one who succeeds. So you two will take half damage from this as the flames. Oh, you Oops. What? Oh, you, you take half damage. Of evasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As the flames erupt around you. Um, Tail, you will be taking 27 points ah. of fire damage. You two will be taking 13. As both of you, in that split second that you see the flash burst, you both kind of duck and spin as the flames lick over your backs um, and singe you. Tail, 
you in the surprise of seeing Nimue there one second and then all of a sudden just blink away in this bright flash, take it, the full brunt of the fireball strikes you in the chest and you kind of stumble back a couple feet. Um, the flames die out and ash swirls in the air around you. And the smell of singed earth lingers in your nostrils and you have to blink a few times before that blinding flash fades. Nimue and the merchant are no longer where they stood. You glance around, but to no avail. They're gone. In their place where they once stood, slowly drifting to the ground, is a scorched piece of parchment. And as you look around your immediate vicinity for Nimue, you do notice that other people who had been traveling into Midcross um, are looking in your direction. There's also a pair of guards that are rushing towards you three. Um, what would you like to do? The car is the cart there? The cart is there. What in Baruna's name was that? I don't know. Do you know who that man was? What happened to Nimue? I, I don't know. Where, where, where'd she go? Uh, I'm going to run over towards where the scorched paper was. Yeah, it's not too far in front of you. I mean, you guys were all together and this happened maybe five feet away from you. So you run up as it's just slowly drifting to the ground and you can see the, the little like singed edges. There's still some embers on the edges that are fading out as it lands in the dirt below. Can, uh, does it have anything on it? What, can I read it? You pick it up and you see in hastily scrawled words, it reads, you should have made sure I was dead. And under this scrawled script in Goblin are familiar words that you had carved into a chest before that say, embrace death for harming those who are irreplaceable to me. May they be crushed by their greed. I don't know what this is. <laughs> oh, you did surprise okay. me. I... I wrote that down verbatim in my journal. He hasn't showed you the parchment. You see Tail run up and grab this paper and read it and kind of like a straight face come across him as he turns to you and says, I don't know what this is. What does it say? Uh, it says uh, bad, we are bad people and they, we are kidnapping Nimue because you attacked us and we, we didn't die. So, I know who it is. It's a. Uh, I thought they were dead person, cause uh, you know that the bandit group, the Obsidian Core, whatever face they were. Yes. Yeah, I thought they died, but apparently this person's alive. And wait, 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 pers- wait! Yeah. You think it was? You think it was the? The people from the Obsidian Core. Yeah, because they said that, oh, you should have killed me. Then they wrote down something in uh, Goblin. So, I guess... What did it say in Goblin? Oh, I just told you that they say that we are bad people <laughs> and we came... Was it Duval? Nimway. Oh, we killed Duval. And so, I, I don't know. I thought that they had all died, you know, because we attacked them after they attacked us. I just want to... Okay, I want to clarify... Did we all, I mean, we all witnessed Tail do what he did and carve all those <laughs> runes into that guy. And then Nimue, you, Nimue saved him, right? I just spare the dying on him. Did we leave right. him? And he, we all knew that he was he disappearing was in the morning. For a little background for people listening as well who may have not heard that, um, the Obsidian Core was a group of bandits who ambushed you on your first trek to Dead Cairn. Um, the ambush didn't and quite go their way. They almost killed you um, because you guys had tried to jump them and not just give in. Um, they fled. You guys decided to follow after they had stolen your stuff. You assaulted their stronghold and 
through some sheer luck and the element of surprise, ended up defeating this high-level bandit group. Um, there were two left at the end of this confrontation, and Tail, uh, you had you'd basically had them on their knees, surrendered, and Tail had jumped both of them, and one of them he had killed and carved those runes into. The other one he did jump on and started carving the runes into and was still just barely clinging to life. And while you guys went to go loot the fort, Nimue cast Spare the Dying on one of them, a man named Vale. And uh, he, the next morning when you guys had woke up, Nimue had noticed that he was no longer there. Did you tell anybody that though? Um, you know, I can't remember. Thing, I actually don't recall. The thing I, about that session is that I had to go to bed early that night. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised you I, remember that part. Well, I remember that because I had just driven all the way back from Arizona that morning and then we played D&D and I was like, I'm fucking exhausted. So anyways, I have no memory of like any of this shit happening. <laughs> I I recall that happening, but I can't recall you telling me. I, ju- I just, I don't think I, I don't want to metagame yeah. with what I know and I don't know I don't what would she be told anyone. I don't I, think Nimue did tell anybody. I think she just left it. Yeah. Well, but yeah. I do remember that happening. Mm-hmm. I did not remember his name as well. But, I mean, Tail, it's not hard for you to remember these words because they were specifically chosen for this person. How? I thought we killed everybody there. I thought so, too. But I guess they had sort of magic power, like, you know, when I come back alive. When I came back alive, maybe. Where do we, what do we do? Do you think that they they took her back there? Let me see if I can sense, sense her real quick see if I can just like find any tracks or anything of any sort of Nimue's make a presence. survival check and as Seven's kind of looking around where all that was the two guards make it up to you kind of in a huff but like hey Hale, uh, what just happened are you all okay I can mean someone... I got hurt a little bit but some random person kidnapped our friend and blew us up so I'm very confused and I'm very hurt. as are we I... I mean, this... Do you have anybody that can... Is there any way to trace where they may have taken her? Uh, maybe That's so far away. But I I don't know. I don't think they would bring her back there. We rolled a 21. A 21? Um, You scour the area as they're speaking to these guards. There's no trace other than just a circular scorch mark and, like, burnt grass that just fades out eventually from the radius of this fireball. That's it. Can I, I cannot censor. Can I do an Arcana check? Not on the fireball. I know what fireball is. Yeah. But like to see like how they might have teleported or something. Like if I uh, have been able to Sure, see. you can roll an Arcana check. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a 13. I mean, you know of a lot of magical ways of teleportation, but what this was escapes you. I know a beach. Um, the guards kind of look to you and say, well... Look, we need to get to the bottom of this. We're happy to escort you in into the gates and get you some some help, some medical aid if you need it. Uh, no, we have to go find our yeah. friend. And the medical aid person in our party was the one that was kidnapped, so that one. Maybe, Maybe let's go talk to Bartholomew. Barty? Yeah, yeah. Barty might know how to track people magically. Well, ah. We are very thankful for your assistance, but I think this is something that we need to figure out. One of you to roll a persuasion check because you can tell that they're not blaming you, 
but this also this, was this just yeah like all of a sudden a fireball erupted and they're they're skeptical of what's happening so just with what you're saying i want somebody to roll a persuasion check just to One, two, three. Okay. The one guard kind of looks at you all and looks down at the scorched earth for a second back up and just says, well, if you all say you're okay, um, you're welcome to come, and, to come in and get medical aid if you need it, but if you are all fine, you're free to go. Well, you said somebody was taken, part of your group here. Yeah, did you not see, I mean, we did there see was a guy in the cart and then and, our friend went yes. up to go talk to him and then Oh yeah, the cart. That look at the cart. Well, Go over toward the cart. We'll we'll start to search this area. Um, the cart isn't there, right? The cart's still there. Oh, I want to investigate the yeah, shit out of that. I was thinking, okay. crap. So you go up to it, and the guards kind of follow behind, but are allowing you to take the lead. Um, roll an investigation check. Oh, but I have a plus thirteen. No, I have <laughs> plus ten. It's a nineteen. A nineteen. The cart is empty. There is literally nothing in the cart. It's like a covered back, and you lift the cover off. There's nothing there. Okay, let's go to parties. It's very obvious that this was a plan. Beneath the cart, nothing. So, you all turn and start to make your way back to Bartholomew's tower. Nimue. Consciousness comes back to you with a sharp breath and stifled coughs. Your vision swims for a moment as the room around you seems to kind of jerk and spin before it finally settles on a figure sat a few feet away from you as you lay sideways on some sort of bed. Their back is currently turned to you and all you can see is long, unkempt brown hair and like loose fit cloth tunic. Um, your hands, as you kind of come to, you notice that your hands are tied in a spellcaster's knot, a knot that basically makes it specifically unavailable for you to use somatic components for your spells. Um, and it, that knot is connected to a chain that runs to the wall that gives you a little bit of space to move. You're not tied to like one place. You have a little bit of room to move around, but you are tied. Um, what do you do? You, what do you do? Ah! Do you say <laughs> ah? Uh, no, um, I'm trying to read a spell. Okay. okay. I'm gonna. Sorry, I'm trying to decide. I'm really thrown off by who it ended up being. Good. <laughs> that was the plan. Um, who, who are you? Where am I? Where are my friends? You say this and you see the head kind of turn in your direction as you feel a hand reach out and firmly grasp your shoulder. And glancing down, you see this orange furred paw with white edges and black stripes continuing your gaze up to this sleeved arm. You realize that this hand is on the wrist backwards, like compared to any other arms you've come across. Like the hand is not facing normal, it is faced backwards. And as you look to the figure that it belongs to, you can see this feline face on this bipedal creature with the same colored fur. And it turns to the figure sitting near you and says, it is awake. To which the other replies, she 
is of no worry to you. No harm is to come of her, and she is no threat to you. Is that understood? The hand releases its grip on your shoulder and steps backward towards the seated figure and bows a little bit and says, As you wish. It is your contract. The figure turns now and looks to you. And for a moment, um, you see this, uh, the face of this human man that would appear young were it not heavily set with stress lines and deeply dark bagged eyes. And this face appears familiar to you, but you can't quite put a finger on why. And that is until he stands up and turns and his loose tunic falls open, revealing a scrawling of scars across his chest. Scars that you recognize distinctly. Scars that you had witnessed tail carve into individuals but twice in your recent travels. And of the two, this most certainly is not the Rat King. He uh, gives a nod and a gesture and dismisses the feline creature that walks out of the room and stands for a second and takes a step towards you, not threateningly, but kind of folds his hands at his waist and says, I'm sorry for the manner that you were taken and for the situation you find yourself in now. I wish it didn't have to come to this, but I want you to know that this is because of the kindness that you spared me, and I am sparing you the same kindness. You will not be harmed and your life will not be taken. However, your friend who murdered my friends and did this to me, he has to pay for what he has done, and he will pay for what he has done. I need something of you now. I will have you untied for the time being. I need you to send a message to your friends. Tell them where we are. And tell them to come alone. There will be consequences if they don't. Is that understood? And if I choose not to? Well, then we have other means of making you do this. I would not like it to get there. Believe me, this is a kindness I would like to keep for you, your safety and unharm, but if you do not cooperate, we have ways of making you do so. You do know what he is, don't you? You know that it's not going to be long before he turns on you or your friends in that party. He's an animal. You've seen what he did to me, to my friends. It's only a matter of time before the same fate comes to all of you. You can't tell me you haven't had these thoughts. You've seen what he's done. I'm just not going to answer him. Okay. I'm just going to kind of pull away, look down, not fucking give him the satisfaction of an answer. He gestures again, and the feline creature steps back into the room. He says, We are going to untie you now. You will send the message to your friends. Gives another wave of his hand, and the creature steps over and unties your wrists. Steps back. And Vale steps towards you and says, We are in the same place that you all took my friends from me. They all know how to get there. 
and he just... How did we travel that far? My companion here has his ways. It's unimportant. We can speak more at length once you do this for me. I will be truthful to answer any of your questions if you agree to do this. I have nothing more to hide. Everything has been taken from me and I have nothing else. What will happen to me after you get your revenge? You will be set free the same that I was. As I said, the same kindness in turn for what you did for me. I have no quarrel with you. You all did take my friends from me and did was, in hindsight, most likely deserved. But what was done to me and to others in our group is just barbaric. And I deserve some type of revenge for what was done. And I will have my revenge. But it does not have to be against you or anyone else in your group. I only want one. An eye for an eye. So you come and you and your friends come and steal all of our shit in the middle of the night and you slit my throat and I repay you with a kindness. And now you want to kill my friends? As I said, mistakes were made. That night was not acted out the way that we had all hoped it would go. I do apologize for what happened to you. I can't change that. It was not me who held the blade. But you're here now, as am I. And I have desires, and I'm sure you do too. And one of those is most likely to live. So I'd recommend just doing as I ask. All right. I'll cast the spell. Okay. I'm going to send a message to Nyx. So Nyx, as you and the group are headed back to Bartholomew's tower, you hear Nimue's voice come into your mind. Hold on, I gotta think. I don't say that. I'm in the Iron Slopes. I'm not alone. He asks you come alone. He wants revenge on tail, don't come. You finish the words and the feline creature takes a step towards you and he holds up his hand and goes, please, Rakir, it is to be expected. You've done as I asked, though not quite in the manner that I had asked it, but I 
expected, nothing less. You know your friends will come. Of course they will. But I at least wanted to give them something to expect. Very well. I'll leave you some time to rest and think. We'll speak soon. And he gestures again in the feline creature, Rakir, steps towards you and ties your hands back in that knot. And are they my, leave. Are my feet tied? Your feet are not tied. You're free to stand up. And you, you have about a five-foot reach from the bed. There is um, a glass of water on, like, a side table next to you. You're in the, the bunk room that you all had seen. Can I see where my stuff is, or is that not around? Your stuff is, like, your shield and your pack are not on you. It's not in the room. I guess I could have made you make a perception check, but it's pretty, the room's empty enough that you wouldn't have a hard time looking around and being like, oh, my stuff's not here. Yeah. Um, am I still wearing my symbol of Varuna? You are not. Sons of bitches. <laughs> um, okay, can I tell roughly how long I've been asleep? Oh. Uh, make just a general intelligence check. I'm not me. good at those. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not very smart. 12. Well, then how would you know how long you've been asleep? 12. Um, I mean, you can't necessarily tell a time frame for how long you've been asleep, but it feels like My you've... circadian rhythm, does it feel like off? <laughs> It doesn't feel that <laughs> off. I mean, it doesn't feel that different. With a 12, you can't really tell. Everybody has you got, still got one. got a 12, dude. No, I know. I'm just <laughs> trying to be more specific. No, mm-hmm. I loved it. Thanks. So they step out the door. The door is still open. Um, make a perception check for me. I'm good at those. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Damn it! Nine. Nine. Okay. You watch them walk out the door, and there is no door there anymore. It's just an open frame. Oh, wait. Why did I say nine? It was 13. Oh. Okay. 13 is enough. I have a enough. plus nine. The DC was a 10. You oh, can shit. You can tell that one of the figures stays um, by the outside of the door and almost takes up, like, a sentry position outside of is your door. Is it the tabaxi guy? You're not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of you, you make your way back to Bartholomew's tower, um, and you approach the, the same tower that you've been to many times before, um, and I'm assuming you knock on the door, or what, what do you yes, guys do? Like- yeah, so you frantically knock on the door, and again, there's that giant stone creature that stands up and holds out the sending stone and you hear the voice yes hello Bartholomew please let us in we we somebody has taken Nimue we need your help it is urgent let you in I just let you out Uh, hold on I'm coming he does make a good point there (laughs) we did just leave here but we're making good point here we also just freed him from stone Stone. (laughs) so I, I don't feel bad about this after a few moments the the doors, or the front door opens, and you see Bartholomew standing there, the uh, elven figure, the green skin, long pointed ears, hair that looks very twiggy, and his kind of like living tree-like clothes. And he just, well, come in, please. You all seem a lot more in a huff than when I last left Party you. Party Nimue was already... kidnapped. 
and magically taken somewhere. Did, did Which one the, is she again? The blue one. Oh. Did I get the message yet from Nimue? Yeah, you got it on the oh, way okay. there. It was like very quickly after. I would have, okay, I would have told these guys about it. Okay. Um, what do we have to do to get your help to get us to the Iron Slopes Where and the Altaian Confederation oh. as fast as possible? Oh. I don't care Can what it takes. What do you need? Uh, well, I do know of one circle. In the Altaian Confederation. Where? Where? I don't know if I want to go. Is it there. because you don't want to see Cloud? Possibly. Okay. But uh, can you at least send us? Because we need to get Nimue quickly. You all did save me. I f- guess I do owe you this favor. Just give me some time to prepare. A few minutes. Is that acceptable? That's totally fine. Thank you fine. so much. Uh, wait in my study. He didn't even okay. say where he was going to take you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, We're going to the Underdark. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. He can take us. <laughs> yeah. So you all make your way into the study with the two chairs and kind of the floating fireplace and the large bookcases lining the ceiling or the, the walls, the ceiling that can be changed by touching that orb in the middle of the two leather chairs is currently just like a starscape of of the night sky above, but it has like northern lights, like colors dancing across it. Um, is there anything you guys want to do while you wait in the study? Peruse the books Panic. for me. <laughs> I don't know. Just look around. What? I'm not. I'm most mostly waiting. Yeah. What are they going to do? She told us not to come, but obviously we got to go. Of course we're going to go. I know. Are but they're go- looking for you, Tail. I know. I know they are looking for so me. So what happened? What are we missing here? Why are they looking for you? Well, uh, I don't... I, like I told you before, I... Okay, I'll stop lying. I... Uh, Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I uh, carved into that person as part of Hobgoblin ritual that was taught to me by my crazy teacher. And I guess that person lived somehow. And I thought he was dead. I thought he was dead too. I too thought he was dead. Somehow he must have lived. And now he wants revenge. Yeah, and now he wants revenge on me. So this could have all been avoided if I... uh, that someone revived the job. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is what it is now. What are that we going is. to do about it? How can we get Nimue out without you being lost in the process? I don't know. I don't know how many people that that person, I mean, that person has over there. Well, I don't know if it's just him. They did know. say to come alone, but uh, I know. if we can bring Barty, maybe disguise him as one of our party members. Or just make him invisible. I don't know. But I think that it's going to go a lot worse if we don't come alone and they know it before we start trading blows because I imagine that will happen. Yeah, well, I mean, we can just disguise party as party member. You never know if they have scouts on Iron Slope to watch us while we go up. If we have Barsan that was look like 
party member that we had while we fought him. He might not be so suspicious of that person. Oh shit. You know? Yeah, you guys have three people that fought with us that aren't here anymore. But we could also try sneaking in and... Well, they, they will be prepared for us coming. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we should still be sneaky. Maybe we can... You know, they don't know that we know Bartholomew. Yeah. So maybe they anticipate us taking a while to get there. So maybe we yeah. have that on our side. That's fair. That's but I mean, I don't know if they were able to get there so quickly. Maybe they might expect us to yeah, get there so far. super quick. I know. That's it took so long to get here. Far. I don't <sighs> want to go. Ah. I don't want to travel all the way back, then travel all the way back. It's fine. We'll be, it doesn't Nimue, matter. It we need to get Nimue. Yeah. <laughs> After a little while of you guys conversing, um, Bartholomew walks into the study and goes, well, all right, are we ready to go? And as he steps oh, yeah. in, you can see that he has changed out of his normal, like, lively tree-like robes to kind of more of a, a fancy dressed suit. Um, and his hair is kind of like... Like part, of, it looks like he did his hair, basically. Are you ready to look like the wheat? What? We'll talk about it later. Okay. Let's Can go. I insight? I mean, is it obvious what he's doing, or doing? Should I insight check it? So you can insight check it. Ooh, ooh. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, ooh, that's a unnatural twenty. An unnatural twenty. I mean, he's definitely dolled himself up and given past conversations with just his simulacrums, you kind of get the feeling that there's something between him and Cloud. <laughs> I love Especially it. with this get up. You look so handsome. What? Thank you. Oh, and his, you oh, can see the green up. cheeks start to turn this like almost shade of sunset. Like he starts to blush a little bit and just, what? This way, come, please, all everyone. Right, all right. And he kind of straightens his, his posture up and, and starts to walk to where you had been teleported to this tower in the first place from the body of the behemoth. Um, I can't believe Cloud hired us to find his ex-boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stalker, bitch. Yeah. It's going to work, dude. Uh, clearly. <laughs> so you're led to the, the room that houses uh, Bartholomew's teleportation circle. And he steps in and goes, please, please hurry into this, the circle, please, while I finish drawing the the, uh, the sigils for Cloud's circle. And he starts uh, tracing it, and he finishes as you guys kind of awkwardly stand there for a moment. And he stands up and you can see him take like a, whew, all right, um, so, are we ready to go? I'm ready. Are you sh you're sure? You're all ready to... Yeah, right. Uh, okay. Um, um, off we go, then. And he takes a second and... Uh, you, like, very slowly and hesitantly cast the spell, and you see him kind of weave his hands as the circle starts to... starts to glow and activates. And then you all feel that same sensation that you did the last time being transported here. There's like this, this pull, this tug, and it's almost disorienting. 
as you're like retched from one air, one location into some type of crazy weird space. Your eyes can't quite make sense of what is happening around you. It's like a swirling of colors and and like bright objects and sparkles almost um, before you land in a location and you can see um, around you is what appears to be some type of like office-like area. It's in a little bit of disarray. There's there's some alchemical tables, um, enchantment benches, like an herbalism station, and all of them have like ongoing projects in them. And you appear in this this little room off to the side of that. And as you take a step into that office room, you hear a voice from outside, um, a door that is covered in like beaded like strands. And you hear a voice that goes, uh, "Hello." Who, who's there? Oh, it's Bitael. And the beads part a second and step in, and you see the uh, tabaxi proprietor of the Botanica Arcana step into the room. Um, and... So, uh, here we go. We brought Barty. Long story short, uh, we can't talk right now because we are here to do some rescuing. But uh, just letting you know, we did the job for you, so uh, you're welcome, but we got to go. (laughs) So, all right. How does Cloud react? Like, what does he look like when he sees Bartholomew? So, for those who haven't seen uh, heard of um, Cloud, there is standing before you guys this tabaxi with these light blue eyes that stand in contrast to his, like, lightly striped red fur. He's um, has this vibrant purple stud piercing on his right ear, as well as this stylish, minimalistic gold ring on the corner of his right eyebrow. And right now, he's wearing this like fitted, elegant button coat of deep crimson and like this dark gray tunic and cloth pants underneath. And his tail swings freely um, through a custom slit in the back of this coat that also possesses like a few of these gold rings, similar to the piercing above his right eye. Um, and he wears this feathered black cavalier hat atop his head with a gold band around the headpiece. And he steps in and gives you all a quizzical look as his gaze spans across and then he locks eyes with Bartholomew and you see his mouth kind of drop a little bit. Nimue. <laughs> so, you spend a little time um, just in the room, is there anything you want to do while you have a little bit of this time to rest, or are you kind of just pondering over the information that has just come about to you? How um, tightly are the um, the bonds? Can I test them? Like, how tightly wrapped are they? The, is it rope? The, it's it's um, rope, but it is very, it's like tight enough that you can't move your hands. You can't make any gestures of spell casting with your hands. There's You've, you mean, you you all know of these knots. These are used by, you know, taking prisoners. It's used to basically hold spellcasters from being able to use those type of components and things for their spells. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Is but, there anything? Um, okay. I didn't prepare for this. Well, that was the point. Yeah, everything I thought <laughs> about going into this session is like totally uh, like a moot point now. So, um, <laughs> I'm going to 
You said it's, so the rope bindings are attached to a chain. Mm -hmm. You're chained to the, the wall just like near this bed that you've been placed upon. Yeah, I'm not, don't really have anything I can do. So I'm going to sit on the bed, close my eyes and pray to Varuna to give me something okay. to do about this situation, to like give a warning or something. Okay. I don't know. Um, as you're kind of sitting on the bed, uh, attempting to meditate enough to go into this you know state of prayer to Varuna um, Vale steps back into the room and he says would you care to take a walk with me well it seems better than this stuffy room he nods and steps over and undoes the chain from your your ties on your wrist but your wrists are still your hands are still left tied and he steps steps away from the bed and just gestures ahead of him. I'll take a few steps. Okay. He goes to follow behind you and you both walk out of the room and you can see the the feline creature stood at the door. Um, and Vale kind of leads you uh, walking through the hallways of this fort that you had been in once before and you recognize these halls from the beginning of your travels with this group that you now find yourselves with or yourself with um the feline creature rakir follows behind but at a pace that he's not you know like right behind you guys just follows also sorry i just thought of this um when they were talking right as i woke up he said something about a bounty is that what I caught word of? No. Or, okay. No, there was no bounty. Okay, I just thought I'd ask. Um, so, Vale, you and Vale walk um, a little ways, and it's that awkward silence for a little bit as he leads you through the halls, eventually stepping out the back door of the fort, which you guys had only checked out once just to see where it led. Um, Do I see anybody else as we walk? Make a perception check. Um, 18. 18. Um, you don't see any person or humanoid, but as you step out, you can see just above there are some type of winged creatures like circling above and flying down and landing on the top of the fort, but you can't quite make out what they are. Is it the same things that the things that attacked us last time we were here? You're not quite sure. Okay. Um, but that's the only other things you see and Vale doesn't seem to pay them any mind or attention. Um, and after a moment, you step out into that area and you can see now there is a uh, like a garden that has been planted um, with some different vegetables and fruits budding and growing on different vines. And he starts to, to walk through these hands kind of clasped behind his back and he eventually turns to break the silence and just says, um, you know, our group didn't always used to be what it was when we encountered you. We all started out similar to how you all did. And eventually, our leader 
things seem to change. Duval wasn't a, a bad guy to start out with at all. He, he was good, I'm sure, like you see your friend. But something changed, as people do. Greed, greed took over. We wanted more and more from all the jobs that we were taking, and just wasn't enough for him. And, you know, eventually you get blinded to things that your friends do because you love them and you want to believe that they're doing things that are right. And then you find yourself in the middle of a group with one of your friends at a knife to a young girl's throat and stealing all of their stuff. And that's when you realize that maybe they weren't so good to begin with or to end with. And now they're all dead and much of it was probably deserved. All of it was probably deserved, but... Look, what I'm trying to say is... You don't really know somebody, a friend, until you look from the outside of the things they've done to others. And realize that maybe they weren't doing things for the right reason. I am truly sorry that you were brought here, this way, but I have to end this for myself and for the memory of the friends that once were to me. I hope you can at least understand that, as I'm sure that you would do the same if you were in my shoes. At least I'd hope you would. Let's get one thing straight here. You and I, me and my friends, are not the same as you and your friends. He just gives a curt nod and continues walking a little ways. A few moments pass before again he just turns to you and says, You'll see in time. We're more alike than you think. I was blinded too. So, you seek revenge, not for your friends, you said that they deserved what they got and they did. And don't pretend like you're doing me some grand favor by trying to murder one of my friends who's saved my life on so many occasions I can't even count. Mine and many others. I and seek revenge because the monster that you travel with has done this to more than just me and my group. I can see it in your face that it wasn't just us. In Kenny? the time... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has. Yeah. What if I'm wearing a mask? Hey. <laughs> well, then probably not. But says that. I've been, Prokir has been watching you all for a while and has informed me of some of the things you've all done. You have done good. So did my group at the beginning. It's a slow, slippery path down. You want more, the things that are given to you are not enough. 
and the bodies seem to just become numbers. You don't remember names anymore. Don't remember the faces. Eventually it all just fades. And again, you think you're doing it for the right reasons. You'll see. And his gaze becomes distant as he just continues walking. I'm not going to try to convince you to not seek out your plan of revenge because I know it is futile. I too seek revenge on somebody who did me wrong once. It's not... It's not something that you can let go of easily. I understand. I'm not going to ask you to let go of that, but... I'm going to try to stop you because I love him. He's my best friend. And I saved your life because I genuinely thought that you did not deserve what you got. Which is why I have spared yours. You don't deserve what is coming to your friend. And I'm sorry that it has to be this way. And he kind of steps in front of you a couple paces and just continues walking. I want to be looking around, like, subtly... So that way Rakia behind me isn't like trying to see what I see, but like, you know. Are you looking for something in specific? Not necessarily in specific, because I know where the exits are. We've been here before, mm-hmm. but I want to be looking for traps that are obvious because I can't see anything better. But like, um, you know, any more people, anything above us, anything, anything at all. Okay. That would be of use. Gotcha. Um, make a perception check for me before I switch back to, to these guys. Seventeen. <laughs> um, in this back area, you don't pick up anything that would be a trap or anything that might be useful. I mean, it's literally just a garden that seems new. It wasn't here when you guys were here. but it's planted in it? Um, fruits, vegetables, grains. It seems that maybe they've been living here for a little bit. Um, and again, it's it's been... You all have been traveling together for a little over four in-game month t- months time, which is each month is around 40 days. So it's been quite some time that you guys have, been, have not been back here. Um... What season is it right now? Right now it is coming, it's like towards the tail end of summer. Okay. So here on the top of the mountain, it's it's cool, but you can see as the, the mountain that you're in it, you know, you remember it has the an opening, mm-hmm. almost like the best description would be like a volcano without the lava. There's like a circular opening to this and it's it's sunny, but it's not overly hot as you're, high enough up but yeah why did you choose to stay here he kind of he doesn't acknowledge you he still seems distant in thought with what he had last said and almost like he didn't even hear you say it okay it's the rest of you you stand there semi-awkwardly 
as Bartholomew and Cloud just look at each other for a moment before Cloud blinks a couple times and says, Oh, my friends, you, you've found Bartholomew. That is, that is wonderful. Um, you're here. Yeah, he was trapped in stone for over a year. So, uh, but anyway, back to what I was saying before. One of our party members got kidnapped and might die, so if uh, we could get going, that would be nice. I'm sure you two have that catching up to do. Yes, but... I believe we do. Um, and he awkwardly turns to Bartholomew, and Bartholomew says, Well, let's get this over with. Um, after you... And Cloud turns on his heels and just strides out of his office and Bartholomew kind of follows behind and goes, well, um, I've got you here. This is the closest I could get you to the Iron Slopes. Um, That's okay. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you. We appreciate it. Of course, of course. Um, if there's anything else I can possibly do, let me know. Um, but I will, I will be here for the time being. Okay. He kind of like won't even make eye contact with any of you. Is just staring down awkwardly and then follows out through the beaded One door. One more thing. Uh, he stops in the beads and turns. And yes. I'll, I'll wink at him and say, good luck. <laughs> and he straightens up a little bit and like adjusts <laughs> his suit and says, with a face like this, who needs luck? And steps out of the beads. With a voice like this. <laughs> hey. Best do you voice. think Super hot. What should we do? Well, we're in dead cairn. We can get horses to go. Well, let's, yeah, let's yeah. get horses and maybe we can see if Aylar could help. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Okay, let's okay, go. Let's, let's run. Let's hurry. Yeah, let's hurry. Um, I guess we'll look for a place to buy horses. Okay. Should we go to Aylar first? I was going to cast a message. So you step out of the the beaded doors and just for visualization for, again, people who are just listening in, you step into the Botanica Arcana, which is totally contrasted to the messy office you just came from. It's um, this shop that, again, is like a little larger on the inside that has this high vaulted ceiling that goes up to a point above that kind of seems to be made of glass. And there's vibrant sunlight that illuminates the shop and these tendrils of shimmering purples and golds that dance in the air around this glass ceiling. And there's well-organized display cases right where you exit that form like a U-shape around this door that are full of pendants and rings and circlets. Um, and uh, in front of you, like across on the other wall, is a shelf that lines, like goes across the whole wall that is lined with all manners and colors of um, potion bottles with different things floating in them and stuff. And in the middle of this, the shop itself is basically this um, like tiered circular platform with mannequins that are adorned with all different colors of robes and like pieces of armor and stuff. Um, and you step through and the shopper in you, Nyx, kind of looks and there's a <laughs> There's a moment where you grit your teeth and hesitate because you want to shop. <laughs> and then you all step out of the shop um, into the streets of Dead Cairn, which you haven't been to in quite a while. And as you open the door from the Botanica Arcana, your senses are immediately hit with that kind of salty, almost sweet sea air that fills your senses. Um, and you can feel 
a like stark change in in moisture in the air from where you just came from in Midcross, where it's almost the central point to this continent, where there's not a lot of moisture and sea air, um, and you step out into a sunny day. You can hear seagulls and different um, seaside birds circling the air above you, and the bustle in the streets as um, it is still like late morning coming into to noon like early afternoon and the streets are busy people bustling around so you are trying to make a move to go and find some horses what would you guys what are you trying to do i mean do we remember where didn't did we buy horses here uh you did not oh. when you were here you bought horses in whitehorn, um, whitehorn or no the or gates the- of respite you were given horses for helping the battle that were then three days later lured into the forest by the wild king. <laughs> and we lost them. Mm-hmm. I mean, can we find a place? I mean, you, I mean, pretty easily. You could find a place to buy horses. Is that where you're heading first? Is to go and find... Is that okay? We get horses? Yeah. And you send a message to Elar? Yeah. On the way, way to yeah. the stables or whatever, I'll cast them. I'll use my sending stone um, to Alar and say... We're in town. Something bad has happened. Meet us at the stables if you're free. And without really a moment's hesitation, Alar's voice comes back into your head and says, Here in Dead Cairn, Namera, that's great, but also sounds bad. I'll be there as soon as I can. Give me an hour or so. Um, make an investigation check for me, just one of you, for the purposes of the time it takes you to locate the staples. Who has a high investigation? I have a plus 10. <laughs> <laughs> Minus one. <laughs> That's a 15. A 15? Easy enough. It, it doesn't take you very long as you emerge. The Botanic Arcana is uh, situated within the kind of market district of Dead Cairn, and it doesn't take you too long to locate... Um, a it's not really um the stables the stables are outside the city gates as you would know where they they hold all the horses but there is a like car salesman or like a horse salesman like um <laughs> shop bad boy can hold so many carrots yeah he's <laughs> got so much horse one horse <laughs> but you do find uh a shop like that and as you find it, you do realize that you you did tell Alar to meet you at the stables, so you can continue on to the well, stables out of the gates. It's probably been like ten minutes. It didn't take you very long at all to to find oh. this. So I. You said an hour, right? Yeah. It's yeah, he said he'd probably be about an hour. hour. We'll get horses here and. Yeah, and if, while we wait for Alar. Just going to rest for a little bit because I still kind of hurt from that fireball. Well, I mean, I feel you. I do too. Um, although it looks like you're in worse shape. But can we, if we quick buy these and go wait at the stable? Yeah. Okay. Because I can't call him again today. Oh, yeah. And he said he'll be at there in an hour. Okay. Let party. Okay. Um, so we get three horses? Four? One for possibly Elard and Well I can I share mean, with somebody. Yeah, I was well, I we mean, could on the way back. Yeah, we could me and seven away. could share too. Oh oh yeah, hard, hard, Both hard, of us hard. are small enough and light enough. Okay, to share three horses. 
Okay. Um, I'm assuming you're just wanting like typical horses. You're not wanting, you know, fancy anything. <laughs> They're probably um, war die, horses. So. <laughs> war horses yeah. are expensive. They're probably going to be t- um, taken by the Wild King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can purchase um, a horse for fifty gold a piece. Okay, All right. Here you go. I pay. Uh-huh. I, I pay too. Okay. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> it's unnecessary thing to role play. So it's you. You talk to the clerk, and it's an easy exchange. They give you almost like like a sales receipt or like a voucher to present to the stables for the horses. Um, and you are on your way. You step out of the the sales shop. We bought three horses. Yeah. I'll pay for two of them. Oh. Yeah. So I got. I'll pay the hundo. Sorry, I have all the gold. That's fine. <laughs> We've got the plenty. Okay. While we're at the stable waiting for Aylar, I'm going to take a short rest. That's cool. Because it's like half an hour, right? Half an hour. <laughs> an hour. Oh, son of a bitch. Okay. Well, just take a short rest. Okay. Yeah, we I'll have a ways to that. go. Just You might as well. So you guys are going to just hang out outside the stables, kind of in the market area? Yeah, just, yeah. Okay. Yeah, not much else to do. So you take a, a load off on some crates and just hang out on the side of some walls and just take a breather, recovering from what had happened just that morning and the circumstances that have brought you back to Dead Cairn. Um, in the meantime, while you're, you're watching, there's plenty of people that hustle and bustle back and forth through the streets. Um, not many of you giving, not many of them giving you mind or, you know, a couple stolen glances your way, but quickly back on their path and their track as they continue down the streets. Um, an hour passes and you take a short rest. So if any of you want to roll your hit dice to recover those hit points, um, other than that, I'm assuming you guys head straight to the stables outside the city gates then? Yeah. Okay. So it takes you, uh, from the bazaar, I'd say it's probably another uh, 30, possibly 45 minutes to make your way to the outside of the city gates. Um which you do. The guards let you out of the gates into the um, Lower Trod District, that kind of shanty town, ramshackle, um, lower impoverished area of the city. But just outside the gates, kind of in one of the the fields off to the right, you see the stables and approach, and you see the form of Alar turn, standing outside the stables, and you can see dressed in his keeper armor, the kind of golds with the like dark purplish maroon flowing cape, his long blonde hair and smooth elven features turn to, to look at you all and he gives us like a, a half smile and puts out his arms and then steps forward and goes, ah, you said something was happening and I noticed that Nimue is not. Been kidnapped. Oh. First of all, as soon as I saw him, I would have ran to go give him a hug. Okay. You do, Same. and you kind of... <laughs> I do not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I believe Tail has a greater speed than Nyx. So, Nyx, you take off running towards Alar. I can go 150 feet in one round. You're going to use your boots as oh. speed. <laughs> I guess that's fair. So, that's, you 
Yeah, I will do that. You take off running towards him. I missed him. the step there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you take off running towards him yeah, and, and uh, see Tail kind of start to, to gain ground past you and you pick up speed and, and bolt past Tail and just wrap your arms around Alar and he, he puts an arm around your, your shoulder because you're a bit lower than him, so his arm kind of like, goes yeah, around your, your back. Yeah. Um, and shortly followed by Tail, who kind of like runs into him and gives him a hug as well, and he stumbles a little bit. Oh, uh, yes, it's it's good to see all of you as well. Um, I mean, sure, yes, I guess I can make my way over there too. <laughs> Seven, slowly behind, and you walk up, and he he gives you a a nod, a friendly nod. nod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Says so. Um, so I'd imagine that time is of the essence, but yeah. can someone explain to me what has happened? What is going on? So, the person I think we might have told you before, Obsidian Core Bandits in Iron Slopes, we thought we killed uh-huh. them, but apparently one lived, yes. and he came back to uh-huh. revenge. Okay. Boom! Fireball in mid-cross. Yeah. Kidnapped <laughs> Nimue, uh-huh. teleport across land, and now oh. we here. Land. Fireball. Did oh. you follow all that? Um... Basically, we're just Nimue missing Nimue. We just have to find her. Right. She's at the Iron Slopes. Iron Slopes. Yep. Let's go. I don't. No, I, ne- I imagine you have a job to do here, but I just. I don't know when we'll be back again, and I wanted to see you before we were off. I'm. I can. If you give me just a little more time, I. I would be happy to join you. Do we need? Of course. I. How much time you I need? I couldn't leave. One of you, in that that state. Uh, of course, I would come with. I. Just need to go and let Grist know that he needs to watch over things. Okay. Oh, we might have to disguise you as uh, the wheat. Uh, you might have noticed he's not here because he take magical portal to a wild. Right, you're missing a couple others. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, they've had their own adventures. Anyway, um, that's not important where, as to where he's gone. He's just not here at the moment. So Technically, you, you could disguise yourself Because they told us in the ransom message that they told us that we should come alone. But I guess, you know, they don't know that the wheat is gone. So you can disguise as the wheat. Well, I can certainly regardless, do this if that's. I mean, we do. How, how far away is, is the Iron Slopes uh, from here? I mean, we traveled it twice. Yeah. Um, from for walking distance, I believe it's like two or three days travel with horses. You could easily get there in a day and a half, if not less, depending on how hard you're riding. Okay. Um. Shit, I forgot what I was gonna do. Okay, I forgot what I was gonna do. I had a question. Well, give me. A little bit of time. Um, wait here. Get yourselves prepared. Um, okay. I'll grab my things and I'll I'll meet you here. Okay. And then, um, just a quick question. Yes. Have you have you spoken? Do you have any word on on Idris? Uh, yes. Is he still? You, s- would you like me to explain? It will cut my time. Go. I'm happy to explain. I'll explain on the road. How's okay. that? All right, but is he still sick? Like, is there any way? Yes. Okay, all right. That's all I need to know. Unfortunately. Okay. But a lot has changed since you've all been gone. Since you've been gone. I can't breathe for the first time. <laughs> um, all right, well, go, go talk to Grist, and we'll get ready. Let's meet back right. as soon as possible. How Very long well. will he be gone? 
Uh, I couldn't say, but it shouldn't be longer than another hour. Okay, sounds good. Maybe a little more. Um, and he, he turns and doesn't like book it, but like takes off on a trot, kind of holding his, his ornamental master keeper sword on his hip as he takes off back towards the gates. Um, what would you guys like to do in the meantime? Anything while you're waiting? Are we going to kill the kidnappers or just steal Nimue? Or I guess. I mean, this is what I'm thinking. I don't think that they would have expected that we would get there as soon as we're going to. Yeah. So, what if we just try to find her and get out of there? Yeah, we can do that. Instead of having, we, I mean, we don't know how many people that are there. We don't know what to expect, but that place was very dangerous last time we went. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, if the bridge is cut, we can't cross without the wheat. Hmm. Well, if, if he's expecting us and he wants us to come alone, there's no way he's not prepared to overpower us. It would be foolish for him to want us there without him having a plan of exacting his revenge. So, if we plan on going there to only steal Nimue away without having to involve ourselves in combat, I believe it'd prove a little difficult. Not necessarily impossible, and not saying I'm against it, just more saying there's probably more precautions in place than we know of. I mean, yeah, that place almost killed us before. So? I mean, I I do think it will come to blows, but the further we can get in without being detected, the better. True, but it might also be a possibility of getting in without any conflict by just quote, end quote, surrendering. Well, maybe our advantage could be... I mean, Aylar is, is very good at being that sneaky. That is also true. I don't know Aylar's abilities quite nearly Well, as he you taught do. me everything I know. I think that... So he so, must be really shitty. Girl. traps. I'm whatever level we are. I'm level nine. What <laughs> is Alar? You did. You me. did best him in a a spar at one point in time outside in around this vicinity, closer I mean, to the forest, where you met Shin, his direwolf companion. That is true. You should ask. You should ask him to bring that. I mean, I'm not there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gonna bring your wolf? <laughs> hey, buddy. Well, we All right. Um, we so you guys are just gonna hang out outside. This by the stables. Yeah, I want to go shopping, but I don't want to. I won't, I'm not going to do that right now. Okay. Um, we got to get Nimue. So Nimue, <laughs> Vale walks ahead of you, very distant for a little bit longer through this this garden, and eventually stops and turns and says, "It's it's time to go back in. I will have a meal prepared and brought to you in the room." Um, please, turns and gestures back the way that you would come. Um, and starts, you start walking that way, and as you turn, you can see Rakir, the, the feline creature, standing probably about 30, 40 feet behind you, just hands 
folded oddly in front of him as the wrists are on backwards. And it's still just a really like disconcerting sight to see. Um, Does he, he look, he looks like a tabaxi. Nope. He doesn't. Similar. You've seen tabaxis before, but well, cloud, this, just that one. this creature is, is muscular and bulky and, and there's something about its eyes that just don't seem normal. The closest relation would be a tabaxi, but out of all the ones you've seen, this just looks wrong. Mm, um, Katrina thinks that she knows what this is. Probably. Um, and they uh, take a step back and allow you and Vale to pass by and then wait again till they're about 30, 40 feet behind you and follow along. And you're led back into your room and chained again by Rakir as Vale kind of breaks off and heads a different way um, and you are chained back up in the barracks room to that bed um, and he the Rakir fastens the chains and kind of looks at you with the stern face and just says don't try anything and turns and steps back out the room and you can clearly tell that he stands by the, the door, kind of on guard. Is the door open? There is no door anymore. It's just like an archway. There was when you guys had been here. Oh, great. But that has been removed. Okay. Can I tell if anything else that was like in my pockets or anything has been removed? Like, I'm sure obviously the bag of holding is gone. They took my holy symbol, but like... Oh, sorry. Um... Make an investigation check. Just general, not a high DC because, you know, you know your pockets and stuff, but just given your current mindset, the state you find yourself in, um, you focus yourself and check and everything from your person is missing other than your clothing, which has not been touched. Am I still wearing my armor? Yes. Because I was wearing mithril armor under my clothes. None of that has been removed. Okay, good. Okay. I'm going to just wait. I don't really have anything I can do right now. I can do stuff in the morning, but not right now. Okay. Um, and eventually Vale comes in with a plate of what appears to be some type of stew with fresh, fresh veggies that seem to have been picked from the garden that you just walked through. Um, Rakir steps into the room but stays at the door as, as Vale steps forward and, and sets it on that side table that the glass of water is on. Um, just says, well, um, eat up. You're going to need your strength for when all this is over. Um, just awkwardly kind of nods to you and turns. Wait, may I ask you a few questions? You said that you would answer any of my questions truthfully. He stops mid-stride out the door and Kim bows his head and turns back and goes, what would you like to know? Where did you go after I cast that spell on you and you survived? You were gone in the morning. Yes, I um, originally went to set out towards Dead Cairn and realized that that was probably a mistake and made my way 
north out of the Confederation and traveled by horse to one of the smaller cities on the coast and took a ship to Port Greymount. I was out of sorts and didn't know what to do with myself after everything that had happened and decided that I needed to follow this path and sought out a means to do so, which is how I came upon Rakir. And through his services, hatched this plan. And um, how did you find us? <laughs> it wasn't too hard. You all left quite a trail behind you. The things that you've done, lots of word got around. I'd heard of your exploits at the gates, and it wasn't too hard to find that you'd ventured to Midcross. From there, we learned of where you would go and found a place to stage Rakir. Tell me, in all of your travels, did you ever come across a group of people called the Salvation? Come across, no. But I have heard of the name. They mean something to you. Something. Hmm. Is that everything you would care to ask of me? Yes, I believe so. Nods and steps out of the room. I'll wait until Rakir leaves, too. He steps out on the side of the door again, out front of it. And then I'm not going to eat the food. Okay. So the rest of you at the stables. Um, about an hour and a half, a little, little closer to two hours, passes before you see Alar emerge from the gates and start to walk over in your direction. Um, his own horse in tow. Um, he's no longer dressed in like the heavy ornamental master keeper armor. He's got like more traveler travel worn clothing to him, stuff that you more recognize Alar in than this fancy armor. Um, he's got two swords that are sheathed on his back and a like dark forest green cloak hood, very similar to matching the color of yours, um, with a hood up and approaches and just says, all right, are we, are we all ready to go? Yeah. I've yeah. informed Grist that it's time um, for him to take over until I return and informed him of the situation. He is letting Idris know of the goings on. Um, if you're all ready, I Let's say go. we ride hard and fast. Yeah. Say yes, of course. Okay. Let's go. And he climbs atop his horse and gives one curt nod back to you all before taking off at a full gallop and you all follow suit and do the same and ride off down the road towards the iron slopes we hope you enjoyed listening to this week's episode of crit seekers we want to give a big shout out to uh grace over at goblins horde dungeons and dragons on instagram for sending us in our first piece of fan art we really appreciate it and we loved it a ton um you can check out some of her other work on her youtube channel at goblins horde D&D. 
If you give us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, we'll give you a shout out, just like our friends from A Few Weren't Hairs, Trinkets and Wares. Thank you so much. And also, did you know that you can comment on specific episodes as well? Let us know if there's something you like or don't like. <laughs> oh, uh, don't forget to check us out on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at CritSeekers. We also air all our new episodes on Monday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time. And if you want to listen to any of our previous episodes, chapters 1 through 34 of the 10th and 7th are all on YouTube and podchaser.com if you're willing to look those up if you want to get caught up on any of our previous stuff. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Toodles. Toodles.